0: I'm Elena Salinas, software engineer and host of the Women in Tech Show, a podcast where we talk about what we work on, not what it feels like to be a woman in tech. For more information about the show, go to wit.fm. Designing technology with accessibility in mind is about making sure that your product can be used by a wide range of individuals. This includes people that have disabilities, such as visual, speech, motor, among others. Julika Kumar, creator of Mentra, talked about why she and her team build a hiring platform for people with autism. Jillika explained the challenges people with autism face when looking for a job and how technology can help solve them. We also talked about her experience building a company while studying at Georgia Tech. In 2019, Jillika was a recipient of the Student Division Abby Award. Abby Awards are presented by AnitaB.org. A global nonprofit with a goal of reaching 50 50 gender equity in tech by 2025. ABBY Awards honor and celebrate women who have led technical innovations and made a notable impact on business or society through technology. This episode is part of a series of shows that highlight the work of ABBY Award winners. For more information about the ABBY Awards, go to anitab.org. Jelika Kumar, creator of Mentra and also computational media student at Georgia Tech is joining us today. Jelika, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to meet you and everyone on the show. It's great to have you here on the show. And this year you were the winner of the Student Vision Abby Award. And part of this is because of your work around building technological solutions with accessibility in mind. One area that I saw you you focus on a lot is solutions for people with autism. And this is something that is very close to you because you grew up with your brother, Vikram, who has autism.
1: Can you talk about this, give some context around this experience. Yeah. So he's seven years older than me. And ever since I was young, like I've always interacted with him and he's always had very different needs and capabilities. He is very sensitive to sensory stimuli and Um, he often struggles to meaningfully, like, stay engaged. So um, it was always very difficult. Like, how do we keep him, like, how can he participate in activities and how can he spend his time when he can't really, like, he can't get a job, he can't really go to normal schools. And so that was always a concern for me and my parents. And then when I grew older, I realized how technology was taking the place of a lot of things he was doing. So instead of us having to constantly, like, monitor, like, go to, operate the remote for him he would do it himself and or or like he would do himself through the iPad so that was really like eye-opening to me because I realized oh there's a potential for technology to do so much good for people with disabilities if we just really focus on creating solutions like that so that's where I was inspired by Apple's iPad when it came out a really long time ago now and how it allowed him to really like be independent go on YouTube and it was very very intuitive and easy to use and that's where I pursued user experience design and human computer interaction because I'm very passionate about like the human behind the screen and understanding like how psychology ties in to the experiences that we create is something I'm very very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Can you give some examples of the things that your brother was now able to do by
0: leveraging a technology like the ipad
1: yes so for example the ipad was a big one even like so for him music is what he is very very like it takes over his life it puts him in a new place where he can actually be comfortable and be free and so when he was able to like I said go on YouTube and operate that. We were so happy because now we didn't have to constantly be around helping him out. Like we could leave and come back and he would be happy and fine. Otherwise, he would start throwing tantrums if he didn't get what he wanted because he just can't express himself because he's completely non-speaking. So, that was a huge like breakthrough for our family.
0: I know autism is a, you know, broad concept. Can you just give, you know, additional examples of of challenges that people with autism can face, you know, in addition to the ones that you've mentioned? Because I know you did
1: some research in this. Yes, so autism is characterized by difficulty in social interaction, ranging from um, gross motor skills, severe sensorial challenges, and also difficulty with social interaction. So it's a huge spectrum. Like, there are people, individuals who are considered Asperger's, or there are also individuals who are non-speaking. those are individuals like my brother. So it's completely different for each individual. Autism affects everyone in different ways. You could meet someone, and I have a friend who is actually autistic, and she says that she camouflages because most people don't know she's autistic, and she could operate like a neurotypical, but in reality she has all these different needs. And so there's other people, it's m- way more obvious. Like they make loud sounds, or are always like, humming or making strange sounds, and people can know it instantly. So yeah, autism It's a really, really wide spectrum. And like
0: I mentioned earlier, I saw that there was a time when you went on to research this a lot. And you found several things while you were researching. One of them was related to rates of unemployment and also underemployment
1: for people with autism. Can you talk about some of the findings? Yes, so we in Atlanta, we connected with Autism Self Advocacy of Atlanta group and they're all a team of around 42 autistic individuals. And we actually went to them and we would ask them a lot of questions like, where do you struggle the most? and What are your biggest pain points? And they would always talk about employment and how they struggled, especially after, so at the age of... Um, like after education systems they and government support programs, they age out, so they are left with no support um, and they're left totally dependent on their parents to take care of them. And a lot of these individuals are still stuck at home with their families. They are not able to find jobs that actually matter to them. like it's very much a lot of these jobs are mundane when their brains are capable of so much more. So it's kind of like we, see these individuals and we assume that oh because they don't have their social skills or they can't give eye contact in interviews or because they are sensitive to blinking lights like we shouldn't hire them but in reality if we can actually look at these people or these individuals for their strengths rather than their differences then we could actually like create a more inclusive society so yeah job finding was a huge problem as i said in my speech at the keynote There are 500,000 individuals who will age out, and 82% are unemployed, so that's a huge 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 number and that's only in the United States and United States is one of the most progressive countries when it comes to accommodating people with disabilities so imagine the rest of the world so there's definitely a lot that has to be done here first in this country and then eventually we want to take our mission global and see how can we help other individuals and we want to give them hope essentially to a new future that they could have. Did you find there
0: are barriers in existing like interview processes or sort of the the classical way somebody gets a job, some barriers. Yes, there
1: are so many. First of all, when someone comes into the interview or when someone's just looking for a job online, like how is when they navigate the internet, like what keywords do they type in? Like how do they know that, oh, if I'm good at organizational tasks, I could be apply that to an administration job. Like they don't have that mentorship or that knowledge beforehand. And then if they do, and they do get that and they do apply to the job, the application process is so intimidating. Like you have all these vague questions like tell me about yourself and or what list your strengths and something like that for an autistic person is so ambiguous that they don't know like how do I answer that explicitly and what is the recruiter looking for and they don't have coaching or training or people to help them. I mean many do but a lot of people don't and then once they get past that and let's say they do make it to the interview there's so many issues in terms of first of all like the fear the anxiety that comes in. A lot of individuals that autism have a lot of anxiety and a lot of times employers are not aware of that. And so when they ask questions, employers judge these individuals for, oh, they're not giving enough eye contact or oh, they're behaving a strange way. But instead they're not asking questions about like how could they accommodate their autism? How could they add value to the company despite their autism? So those are all important factors. And then once the person actually gets the job, another huge barrier is how can the company be accessible um, in terms of the technologies they have, but also in terms of like understanding that the individual needs time for to decompress. That's an issue that a lot of autistic individuals have is they're so overwhelmed from the day that they need time. And sometimes I've, I have a friend who is autistic, who said that her boss actually took away her break time. And so she didn't have any time and she had to quit. She so because she just couldn't take it anymore. So yeah, employers definitely need to be more accommodating of that if they know that the individual has autism. It's also difficult to actually disclose like how like in an interview, how do I say that I have autism because then it's like, oh, maybe I might not be hired because I said that.
0: There could be a bias around it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk now about
1: Mentra which is
0: a project that you and your team started which focuses around this area of you know employment and unemployment particularly for autistic adults Can you talk about what
1: MENTRA consists of? Yes. So we've created a digital hiring platform. And what we do is we've worked with autistic individuals at every single stage of the process when it comes to ideation, design, and execution. And we've tried to understand, like, what are the unique needs of this population? What are the accommodations that they need? And we've actually designed a whole onboarding survey or onboarding process that has these questions listed integrated into them so that we can gauge like is the person can they use transportation independently like can they get far distances like are they capable of working outdoors or indoors can they work in with Other people, or do they prefer working alone? So, we ask all of these questions and we really get the employer to understand the individual holistically rather than just what are their uh, skill sets in terms of how can they add to the job. It's more about who is the human being and how can we accommodate for the human. And we look at all different dimensions of the person so that they can actually thrive in the job that they're placed in. So, we want to sort of streamline the process and keep employers and autistic people aware and we also want to make sure that employers are actually able to see that these individuals are talented and they're approaching us because they know that autistic people have a strength a superpower and when they're it's not that they're hiring someone and they have to disclose that they're autistic it's no it's it's already given that they're on our platform and they have this different ability
0: being I guess it also sounds like being more aware of how candidates are evaluated like you said sometimes they do ask this behavioral questions and for some positions, that can be valuable, you know, how you communicate, the eye contact, but they might be evaluating it, and in reality, the job doesn't even require those. Exactly, things, Right. exactly. It's just the process that is in place. What about in terms of the design of the tool? Are there particular decisions that were made just to make sure the platform is accessible to people with autism?
1: Yes, 100%. We have made sure, for example, colors, there's a lot of color contrasting issues that individuals have when it comes to accessibility, so we make sure that we've questioned individuals at every stage and and accommodated for that. We've also made sure that we work a lot with vocational therapy centers, so we actually get information from what these career coaches who've worked for like 25 years plus, what they consider. And then we have integrated that feedback into our process. So that's where we learned about, for example, what I don't want in a job. A lot of autistic individuals have like strong, like negatives that they don't want to to work in certain environments. So we definitely want to accommodate for that. And then within the actual, what happens is once the user fills out the onboarding survey, we generate a digital resume and we make it a lot more in depth than let's say a company like LinkedIn would because we go into like what are the accommodations that they need what are their strengths what's their personality like do they enjoy geography do they like different like do they like biking so we try to get all of these different traits about the person so that the company really knows who they're hiring and the candidate feels like they're being valued for the entire like their whole self.
0: Can you talk about some of the jobs and opportunities that
1: people can find in this platform? Yes, so we've actually split it up into four main categories. There's numerical work, which can include data science, um, data entry, and also software testing. Today I talked to someone from Bank of America who was saying cybersecurity was also a huge area of interest for autistic communities. There's hands-on work, which is like cleaning, organizing, inventory fulfillment, and then there's creative work, which is writing for especially the non-speaking community. They're very, very good at writing. So having them perform those kinds of tasks. And then there's also design, like graphic design and art, which is a really good way for autistic individuals to express themselves. And then the last one is for the ones that are social, are able to communicate the people work, which could be customer service and teaching and also working with animals, which is a form therapeutic form of work. So we've identified all these different categories and separated them. And in our onboarding survey, we actually ask how we try to fit the individual with one of these categories to actually find them the jobs. So they don't have to go online and search, but instead the recruiters will just approach them.
0: Or they might not even realize they're a fit for this kind of role. And then if, if you make the suggestion, it
1: makes exactly. it easier.
0: Yeah. Can you talk about the process for people that are looking for a job in the platform
1: yes so you have to fill in basically it's one job application so it really reduces the levels of anxiety invoked on the individual and they can go go through an onboarding survey which asks about all these unique questions about their mobility about how they can work and with many people or alone If they prefer lights bright lighting etc and we map that to a digital resume that we create for them and that highlights all of their different strengths and their personality quirks and we've taken this approach called the diamond approach where we have like four different dimensions of the person so we have their personality we have their strengths we also have their background as well as their accommodations so we look at all four of those categories so we can really understand the human being and all four dimensions of the person rather than just looking at their past history
0: And you've been working on this while you're still a student at Georgia Tech. Can you talk about what that experience has been like, you know, working on this?
1: Yeah, it's a lot of work because I'm taking 18 credit hours. So I am really constantly working, but I am very, very passionate about it. So for me, like eager to finish my homework so that I can start working on this startup. And I'm always excited by the people that I meet. I think I've made some of my closest friends from just working on this startup and understanding, like especially autistic individuals, like I've really been able to understand them and um, I've realized how much they contribute to the product that we're making. And that in itself is a job for them. A lot of the individuals we work with are unemployed. So they really are excited to work on this. I've also noticed that because they're so passionate, they also are very, very diligent when it comes to like coming to the meetings and actually getting things done. So that's been a part of the process as well.
0: Yeah, like you mentioned, there's a whole team behind this. How did this team originate? Or who are the people that are also working on it?
1: It originated from a lot of the talks I gave at Georgia Tech. I present with my co-founder, Connor Reinhardt. And we both have been advocating as disability advocates on campus, talking to a lot of students and getting them really excited about how they can use technology for so much good. Because a lot of students at Georgia Tech are always swamped with work, that it's very difficult to find a way to apply what they're learning. But we provide that platform, especially for people who are passionate about this cause. And we have also been able to have get people on board by partnering with a lot of the self-advocacy groups and a lot of researchers who are in this
0: space. I mentioned at the beginning that you are the recipient of the Student of Vision Abby Award in 2019. What does it mean getting this award to you?
1: Well, it first of all provides me an incredible and very well-venerated platform to actually voice something that I have devoted my whole life to. And it really provides other brothers and sisters and parents the ability to know that there is someone who is tackling this issue and that they are not alone and that their sons or daughters can actually, they give them hope that they can actually have a job, um, especially since this is the largest recruiting, like there's all these companies here who are looking for diverse talent. So that's one thing. And the other thing is that it really opens up a lot of doors because it gives our organization a lot of credibility and it associates Mentra with Anita B, which is incredible.
0: Yeah. And do you have some thoughts for people that are wondering if they should nominate themselves or if they should nominate someone for the Abby Awards.
1: Yes, I think that I am very, very blessed to have this opportunity. And I think a lot of other individuals have so many other things that they're passionate about, whether it's the environment or whether it's the homelessness populations in this country or in the world. And I think that bringing those to light and really addressing those on a big platform is... Something that I highly, highly encourage. So I definitely am very supportive of everyone who is passionate about something to apply.
0: Or I will. jillica thank you for taking the time to come on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you so much.